Yo, it's Death for the Cloud Chaser TV, man. We back up in this thing again, man. We gonna do it different. You dig? We gonna uh, we got them on the phone line, man. We having technical difficulties when it came to this um this actual program, but we'll figure out that later, man. We ain't gonna let that um put us aside to what we got to do. Um, we got a, a special guest online, man. Um, can you introduce yourself, brother? Peace. It's your boy. I said that you could see us. Happy holiday to all the Muslims, all the Asiatics all over the world, all the human family. Thanks again for having me on, my brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. We got a few topics we need to um talk about today. Um, you know, we definitely appreciate you being on our platform. Like people know with this platform, we try to ask questions, other platforms made a miss. And um, y'all see the title. So with that being said, man, we're gonna start um you know, I want you to, you know, tell the people a little bit more in regards to the bun system and how the bun system work, brother, because I think that a lot of people are confused. And, um, you know, on this episode, I definitely want to make sure we enlighten some people. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Can you me, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, everything in the United States is based on a third party obligation. What the United States did when it forced itself on the original inhabitants was one to accept the foreign way of doing business and two, to ensure that any business that's ever done in the country has to be done through the United States, which itself is, everybody says it's a corporation. It has elements of a corporation, but for the most part, it's really a occupational government based on hostile takeover which that uses so-called racism or what some people erroneously call white supremacy as a means to stack the decks against anybody who of the original blood to come back and take the shit back over. You know what I'm saying? Right. So in our system, in a Republican form of government, all money has to be enumerated in gold or silver. Period. So money, for that matter, is only gold or silver. Everything else is a derivative or substitute or promise to pay. You understand? Yes, not, sir. not the obligation, not the ability to just pay straight out. Right? This is the obligation, right? So what they did after they forced themselves, after what we call the Civil War, these different wars and everything happened, forced themselves. Once there wasn't enough indigenous people, enough organized to fight back against it, what they decided to do was take control of all the gold hoards and then rob everybody's ability to pay their own debt. And then supplant that with the evidence of the occupational government's debt in the form of what we call FRNs or Federal Reserve Notes which are different than silver or gold certificate notes 
that look the same up until they, they stopped being issued. And then once the United States did that, they then stepped in. And use your gold and silver to own something. Because if you pay it with that, you really own it. What they wanted you to do was pay money that was connected to the fictitious system, right? Right. Which this money, new money now, is in the form of dollars. But when you read the Constitution of the United States, it doesn't really talk about dollars. It talks about enumeration, the promise to pay. It talks about um, gold and silver being used to to pay down all debt. And we, the citizens of the several states, the, the true republic, the the individual uh, or individuals who descend from the original people who set all of this shit up prior to them coming here, they then took our ability to pay our debts too. So now they have to be in charge as to what's happened. So if anything happens, all debts are sent to the United States. So in a way, the United States is just one big bookie that's basically just paying everybody's debt or for everybody's paying into to get their debts paid that can never really be paid because nobody's using real money to pay anything. So everybody's using the obligation to pay, to pay, which means nothing is being paid. So in a world like that, see, we, according to the original document, only supposed to pay our debts in gold and silver. And then when you read the annexation, the congressional record of the annexation of Texas in 1854, it says that all the land, all of it belongs to the ancient Mauritanians, the Moorish peoples, and their Indian associates. The Indian associates now are the niggas that had no skin in the game. These are the invaders from Mongolia and these other places that came over here that we kicked their ass and then put them in what they call reservations, meaning that once they lost the battle coming over here with Genghis Khan and them in the 13th century, I'll tell you the book, you can read that about it. But once that happened, they created a, uh, we kicked their ass and they said, well, we can't, we ain't gonna put y'all on boats back across the water to Siberia, or back across the very Strait of Siberia. So what we're gonna do is let y'all niggas live in, as like homeless people in wigwams that we call teepees today. Okay, and then y'all can hunt and shit for y'all food in this area, but y'all can't come around the mound and the cities and the underground cities and the and the, the palaces and the fortresses and shit that was already here prior to y'all getting here. That's why the Indians, the people they call the Native Americans, don't own shit. They they lived like squatters. You understand? They lived in in little uh hamlets that we'll call um villages or whatever, right? And those villages and hamlets were basically just the place that they could stay or that we gave them to stay uh, for a certain amount of time. And so once the pale face came, the pale face knew that these dudes, they have no connection to the land like that. But he knew that they were salty because, you know, they were still under our jurisdiction. So he went to them and said, look, I'm going to call y'all Indians and we'll work together to take the land from everybody else. You understand? And so this is why the white man and the Indians started working together, and this is where you get the $5 Indians from. Because they started working with the with the Mongol-influenced Indians to basically act as placeholders to keep our land, to keep our land away. 
Right. So, like, even when, like, when you got this type of stuff going on, like, the biggest thing involved is money, right? And, um, you know, moving forward, you got some of our great leaders, you know, and um, one of them, you know, like we call all the time is uh, Martin Luther King. Can you speak on Martin Luther King and um, his involvement inside the community? Was um, his, his involvement inside the community, was it righteous? If you think about it, well, first, let me put a bow in the other thing that relates directly to this. Mm-hmm. So he created, so once these, you know, people work together to displace us, when you read that, that congressional record, the annexation of Texas, 1845, um, it basically says that the United States, the Anglo party of the United States, was trying to basically move the rest of the country into a Moorish, Spanish, Mexican, American war in which the Anglo-Saxons would basically try to come and create a perpetual move to keep us disenfranchised. So according to the laws, the free white persons were everybody that was not Caucasian. And these were the people who were allowed to be here as as naturalized citizens. If they were Caucasian of the Caucasian race, meaning meaning white males, white females, that they couldn't be over here. According to the law, you can read this in a, a dictionary called Black's Law Dictionary, fourth edition. Look up the uh, definition for the word uh, uh, free white person, and you'll see what I'm saying. So it means anybody that's not a white man. So what they had to do was create it and flip it so that a way it would apply to them. So the way they did that was by getting those of us to apply the term black to ourselves, because black does not denote a nation or nationality. It denotes a colorable title, a colorable system, right? So once that happened, according to that annexation of Texas document, we were supposed to, we were supposed to be paid in gold royale. Okay, the royale is equivalent to the gold and the silver dinar. These are Moorish. These, this is Moorish money that we Moors were always supposed to be paid in. Not no U.S. dollars. U.S. dollars didn't really exist like that. What existed was the promissory note that they created to pay. So once they got rid of all of this stuff and figured out how to freak it, what they wanted to do was manifest a position in which they would be able to attach ourselves or themselves to us perpetually. So this is where the bonding birth certificate system came in. Because now what they want to do is tabulate all of the chattel property that they have jurisdiction over, i.e. all of the Asiatics, all of the indigenous people, all of the original people that were already here that are now being redesignated and recalled Negro, Black, Colored, Indian, Mexican, uh, whatever, just so that way they can disassociate the true inheritors from the land. So if the inheritors left you a will, and in the will it said, yo, you can get all of this back so long as you maintain your original nationality. That then means that so long as you don't have your original nationality, the people that took it, that, that is benefiting off of it can continue to do so. And so that's what they needed to do. They had to create different ways and schools to get us to re- not to forget 
that we was the original ones running shit here and that there was a government here prior to 1776, prior to 1791, prior to 1871 that had a so-called black uh, melanated face. And the, the second class or the third class citizens in that was the white slaves, the W-I-G-H-T slave people from Slovenia, right? And so what they did was create a surety system. Remember they talked to you about that three-fifths of a man clause shit? Right. That's the surety system in which they said that they were going to equate, count every so-called slave owner. But remember, a slave at this time that this is written is still a white man from Slovenia. So we're still not talking about our own people yet. Our own people could never be slaves, could never be slaves because they are genetically not Slovenian. So to apply a Slovakian archetypical demonstration on them is a perpetual misnomer, meaning that it is like me calling a cat a dog and then everybody agreeing that this cat is a dog. You understand? Right. You can't do that. So what happened was they had to create laws and schools and shit to force this information on everybody. And that's when everything started going to, to hell. And so they created the surety system by which now they went and flipped the plantation. So so remember Django? Stephen was the nigga cut, cutting the checks in Django. He was the one that really owned the plantation and all of that. He was standing behind Carl Candy, the white man, who was really an old slave, right? Who was descended from the slave part of the family that switched. So that way the black side, the Stephen side, could still run shit, but not be looked at as traitors, you see? To the, to, the, to the black people that he's still ruling over, but instead he using the white man as the face for it. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And so this created a surety bond between the grantor and the grantee. The grantor's trust would be Stephen. He really runs shit. He really owned it all because his ancestors was basically descended from those those blacks that came here with the Spanish and the Portuguese in the 13th, 14th century to take our land from us. Then we kicked their ass so bad over here that they wound up on plantations. But some of them was able to come and flip it. And then in that, they worked with their white soldiers or whatever to help institute this new thing. So the white men, so they have a concept called major minor and major minor and minor major. This is an old school slave concept. And in the the major minor is the black man, right? He's the major because he's the one with all of the power and the circumstance and the majesty and the benevolence, but he's a minor in his mind because he's been reduced. You see what I'm saying? To believe he's something that he isn't. Therefore, he is controllable. Then the minor major is the white man, W-I-G-H-T man, who's really a minor player in this shit, but it's holding major weight due to the ignorance, you see what I'm saying, of the original people and how their connection to the land. And so they created the surety system, the bond system, to now always be in a system to have to be able to make money off of you. Mm-hmm. So they said, look, this is who you are as a person born, but now that you're born physically, we're going to unmake you and make you be born statistically. 
by taking you and then creating a separate version of you and putting that on a piece of paper. And now we're going to use the piece of paper as that being you. This is this is why back in the day, they started coming up with the paper shit. Remember the slaves had to show their papers to see if they was free or not? Mm-hmm. This is the bond. That was a bond that they were showing, that they were actually bonded and bondholders over their grantorship, which is the original trust that they were supposed to originally be an inheritance of as descendants of the original several states and the original so-called republic connected to the original dominion, which was the old Moorish Empire of North, Central, and South America that was founded all the way back in ancient antiquity. Okay, and so the bond situation became the basis for them to be able to make money. And then from the bond, when you ran out on that, now they could create a system, a perpetual system of murder, so that way they can go and get those people for not fulfilling the bonds. This is where the bounty hunters came in. You see what I'm saying? Right. And now the bounty hunters was able to go into the Wild West and shoot and kill Moors, right, for bounties and shit. Because they was in the north, the white boys were in the north after they took over our, our office buildings and, and government buildings and shit, and then set up a little fake government, and then started instituting, paying bounty hunters, going to the names of these roles, finding these moors who own land and shit like that, and paying for them to go get killed, saying that they didn't show up to court for this, this, or that. So a bounty had to be poured in, bring them dead or alive, but we'd rather them dead. Because once you kill them and you bring the body in, now we can use that bond to take over their land. You understand? Mm -hmm. Because we're going to change everything from a lodial title, which is perpetual ownership of the land to your indigenous inheritance, to, to uh, uh, what you call a title? Colorable title. Where everything is just based upon the promise to pay. You see? So it took you out of the republic and then started to try you as a criminal in the democracy. Okay, and so the bond system, that is when the Wild Wild West started, you see, because now they're trying to go into the place where we own the most land and shit and kill us and get us involved in all this gunfighting and shit and blow up and rob all of the banks. That's what the Wild West was about. All of these white devil criminals running up into the Western territories in which we owned, right, and started robbing and shooting and killing people, taking over the land, setting up race riots doing all of this bullshit, and then using the black descended Africans, right, who were in back in the days slaves of the Portuguese, Alfonso, who came over here that we had then put in the plantation. And then when the white boys came to the West and started to see these ones, well, they said, look, they already down with our system, so we want to free them and put them over the ones that's fighting back. The ones that was fighting back was the ones, us, the Moors that was already here. That's now fighting against being called Indian, fighting against being called Negro, fighting against being called Christian, fighting against being, being called black, fighting against being called um, um, a surety, 14th Amendment citizen. They're coming and dismantling our natural born government. The cracker wants you to believe when they came here, no, nothing was here. Everything that you see here now was here then. <laughs> they just... They just added on and got those of us that was more connected to them to help them displace the rest of us. And that's what happened. That's where the Buffalo Soldiers came from. These are fucking sellouts. These are Indian Moors. These are Moors who are willing to accept the term Indian and then go on behalf of the United States to then go take land from the rest of their people that wasn't down with the shit. Just like the Tuskegee Airmen. Fucking traitors. 
traitors again. How how are they for black people when the Tuskegee experiment was they're putting syphilis in black people, mind controlling them, and monitoring them for generations? That was the plan to monitor them for generations to see how the the the, the dirty shit they put in them would manifest in them. This is why these niggas were so prone to go and fight for a devil that hated them. Just like your man Michael King. This nigga's name was Michael. That's not even his real name. Martin wasn't even his real name. His name was Michael King. He changed his name to Martin <laughs> when he was going into the ritual because he now had to adopt. Like when you become Pope, mm-hmm. when you become Pope, you got to adopt a new name. You see what I'm saying? You got to take the name of an old Pope. So when Michael decided he was going to, you know, take the, the role, he became Martin because now he wants to follow the old more Martin Luther, the reformist. Because Martin Luther, the old European who created Lutherism, that was a black man. All of these niggas that we think was white was 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 black, but they happened to be European. And those European blacks had the tendency to use their slaves to do their work for them. And their goal was to bring their way of doing business over here and get enough to adopt that. And that's what they did. To the point now, we all born with English names. You know what I'm saying? Right. But Michael started out as a as as a as a uh, insecure boy. He witnessed his brother jump out. Something was happening, or he had some sort of illness, and shit got real hectic in his house. And something happened, and his brother literally jumped out the window and killed himself. At least that's the story. And they said that psychologically damaged him. And so he had a pretender. They said he had a preponderance. This this is Martin King. He had a preponderance to uh, go out there and and do things to get people to be into him. This is a psychological evaluation. Now, I don't know the man. This is just from mad books I done read about this nigga and, and shit that I done researched and stuff. So, long story short, he was very smart, but he wasn't, like, brilliant, you know what I'm saying? But he had a very good oratory voice. And so, very early on, the people that he was involved with, his father and them type of people, they knew that this dude was somewhat special and that they could do stuff with him or for him. And so they got him in the seminary school. Once they got him in seminary, that's when he really started, you know, that's when he met his first couple of white people and they started really going in on him. And then he he developed this whole thing for white women. So the story is, only thing a black woman could do is to, for Martin King is tell him where the white woman was at. Right. That's how much he liked them. They said that the day of the Nobel Peace Prize, the night before, he he was in Stockholm or whatever. He then he got the police called on him and they was gonna arrest him because he was born with some white women in the room and then when she wanted didn't want to do it no more or whatever, she ran out the room, he ran after her butt naked in the hall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This they saying this is the night before the Nobel the uh Nobel Peace Prize thing. So he already had these issues. Plus he was a Christian, and I told you, all the black Christians are descended from those old school traders that adopted or were forced into the Christianity and then became soldiers in the Union Army, which was the army for white supremacy. Okay? So all black Christians are white supremacists. All of them. Okay? Because black folk, the Christianity that black folks supposed to be dealing with, if they was really dealing with it, they would be Muslims. <laughs> but they not. You know what I'm saying? They're following the, the, the Roman Christian thing, 
So they wonder why they get Roman, they get Roman um punishment. So let, let me so ask you a question part, though, like like going back to like um um uh, MLK, right? Like uh-huh. you talked about the white women and um like today mm-hmm. what we'll see is is that these same white women who he was behind the scenes messing with is the same white women who has been on like these campaigns for the past 20 years against the black man on how, you know, we don't like to protect our women and we leave them in result of what we going off of what Malcolm say, if you will have me, uh, meaning that we trying to keep it peace when they tell us that our families ain't going to be able to eat. Um, if a man is in the household and the man knows that he's only making pennies on a dollar, what is he to do? Stay in the household and watch his kids not eat. Like these are some of the things that now that no, we able to, to happen. What's supposed to happen was the community was supposed to get together as it did before integration, before integration, uh, to to band together and do what they was doing. See, black out. We still have flourishing communities. Remember, Black Wall Street and 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 Rosewood and all that. We have flourishing communities. That was ancient. Like that whole walk trail of tears. The people in the trail of tears was the original Moors. And where did the trail of tears end? Oklahoma. Right there in Tulsa. You see? So the people that walked the trail of tears was the same original Moors that was always there. They just had to move back home after the situation happened. And we thrived so much in that that the crackers had to do away with all of that. You see what I'm saying? So anytime there was a thriving community, anytime something was popping, we had to protect ourselves because these crackers would come in and destroy it all because they had nothing. Because remember, these are straight white idiots who are creating eugenics and fake sciences to seem smart to justify the fact that they actually don't come from nowhere and they had no basis in world history. The world history that they were a part of is wherever we was going and stick them on one another. So they're not even really from Europe. You understand what I'm saying? They're really from nowhere. They are only here because we're keeping them here. And so going back to Michael King, once they saw that he was malleable, they needed to get rid of this nigga named Vernon Johns. Vernon Johns was the real Martin Luther King. He was the precursor to him. He was like the John the Baptist. To, to Michael, to Michael, and but he wasn't playing. He wasn't on that nonviolence. He would show up to the spot with guns. He would show up to the church with guns. He would he would send the children to school with guns. He was not playing. You understand? So they knew that they wasn't going to be able to take over the South with niggas like him there. So they needed a soft shoe. So in walked King. But before they brought him, before they brought him to that, they had to tool him up. So they already knew that he was malleable. They already knew he was that. They already knew he had a uh, thing with white people. So they sent him to the seminary school. I forget the name of it, but they also had a summer program connected to it. And at that summer program, that was really a front for the Communist Party. And in there, he met a Jew named named Stevenson or Levinson, one of these Jew names. I forget his name. And Levinson or Jewison, they formed a joint. And that's when King became a communist, okay? And then they got pictures of him. You can type it up. Martin Luther King at communist meeting. This shit will come right up. This is public knowledge. So as a communist, you see what I'm saying? He is against 
any form of original republicanism, which was the original aspect. Now, I'm not talking about Democrat Republic. I'm talking about the original Republic, our shit. This Democrat Republican thing, that was created in the fiction, in the United States. So anything created in the United States is an agreed-upon fiction. Anything outside or prior to the United States is the real shit. Okay? So he became a part of that Communist Party. And in that Communist Party, he began to use the Communist values to instill and put black people on that shit. When we worked together, we worked together, but it wasn't like... We gave up all our money, and each as individuals, we didn't have nothing. That's not how we worked. We followed the old aspects of the empire. We all chipped in together and then received the reward, but we were all still able to maintain our own property. You understand? Right. Integrationism was what they used to get black people to start to accept communism because that was a way for them to now go from depending on themselves depending on the state. You see? Right. And who was pushing that? Thurgood Marshall. Boule. See what I'm saying? Who was pushing that? Um, what's his name? Thurgood Marshall. Um, Martin King. Um, uh, who's the other one? Edward Edward Minton. The nigga who started the, the Sigma Phi Row and the AKAs and all these things. These, these Boule niggas. The Talented Tenth. Um, the, the, the NAACP, which was founded by W.B. Du Bois, Madam, um, W.B. Du Bois, uh, Ida B. Wells, uh, Stephen Rosenblatt, uh, Mr. Rosenberg, and everybody else was Jewish. Okay? This is how, this is why Ida B. Wells knew who was going to get lynched so quick. Posse in New York, as soon as somebody get lynched in the South, she knew exactly what happened, and it wasn't no damn phone, and it wasn't no damn internet. Right. Because the people that they was lynching was landowners, was doctors, was was emperors, was kings, was princes here in America. But you just they just tell you, oh, these were slaves they just picked up. These just some niggas they just picked up and hung and burned and shit. And we just think that's it. No. These were the presidents of the United States, the original republic in these pictures. These is landowners. That's why as soon as somebody got lynched, they land was taken. They wasn't just killing niggas just because they hate them because they black. Yeah, that's part of it. But this is about a land grab. This is about turning the blacks that was left into surety bonds. And then we can create a sharecropping system. So that way we can't own the land, but we but we can use their body. And because their body is on the land, we can own the land through them. And this has been a system that black people have been supporting ever since. Ever and since. wonder why... They don't have nothing. Wonder why no everybody else in the world come here and disrespect them. Because they made us exiles in our own land, just like this nigga Martin Luther King said. It wasn't until the end he started to see the error of his ways. Go back and look at that speech that he gave, the I Have a Dream speech on the Washington lawn. What you're going to see is a bunch of niggas around him wearing low white feathers. Nobody ever asked who them niggas was. That was the auxiliary of, of Prince Hall niggas that was trying to defect from his shit into the nation of Islam, excuse me, into the Muslim demonstration. That's when you see the, because he wound up finally speaking to Elijah Muhammad. And Elijah Muhammad, peace be upon him, put him on. Because he wasn't going to listen to Malcolm. Because that's his contemporary. But once he went and saw Elijah Muhammad, 
And Elijah Muhammad starts talking to him about Noble Jew Ali and everything else, that's when everything switched. That's when it became about, that's when it went and went about being about black rights and started being about what? Human rights. Hmm. Right? Right. Started being, it stopped being about, it stopped being about, let's start marching. And it started being about, let's start boycotting by keeping our money. Remember? Yeah. Then what happened? As soon as that shit started, what happened? He got outed. They popped him. Yeah. Over, who was another black man, another dirty Moor, because he was he was a Moor. He, um, he was King's handler. And when King started to break away, he wrote a letter to him, blackmailing him, getting him to try to get, uh, trying to get King, trying to he wrote him a blackmail letter that was basically a trigger letter to trigger him to kill himself. Mm. It's on file. You can check it right now. Matter of fact, the United States. Look it up. And you speaking on Larry Hoover? I'm speaking. No, I'm speaking on Jay Edgar Hoover. Jay Edgar Hoover. Jay Edgar Hoover, the nigga they said is white. That was right. really a black man who was a self-hating homosexual, as well as transvestite. But he was also practicing more in science and secret. And he, because he was great friends with with a Philip Randolph. Another white, another black boule nigga. They worked together. A. Philip Randolph, uh, J. Edgar Hoover, W. E. B. Du Bois, Ida B. Wells, Madam C. J. Walker. Uh, all of these boule niggas was working with the man to disassociate everybody from the land. Okay, and so Hoover, at when he saw that he couldn't get King to kill himself, he went the other route. He then came out and then said, well, we need to put something down to get rid of all potential. We don't want any noble, more noble Jewelies rising up. So we are going to stop the rise of the black Messiah. Okay? Now, Messiah, every the Christians believe that's Jesus. But when you read the real Bible, the Geneva Bible, or the Kepernagas, or the, the Apocrypha, right? You will read about uh, where it talks about the people, the people raising up and waking up to a better understanding of themselves, and the people being the body, and the body being the Messiah. They um created a. A, a perpetual way to keep everybody under. So the Messiah is really talking about a group of people born in the last days who would do what they needed to do to to raise up the people for the people, but they don't know how to disassociate that from the dogma they were given because the Christian preachers that gave them that dogma are the same ones that have been working with them for the past 200 plus years to keep them outside of their natural self. And so every hero that they picked up to us, right, that was there that they was going to basically big up and give power and props to, most likely he worked with them, whether it be Frederick Douglass, whether it be Harriet Tubman, whether it be Whoever, they're not going to give us nobody that was really down for us and was going to create a way for us to be here without them. 
nice. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. not going to do it because they can't exist without us. See, we don't need them to live. They need us to live the way a parasite <laughs> needs what you call it. The way that little shark swims with the other shark, swims on the back of the other shark, and then whatever little scraps that he rip off or whatever, he, he eats. And that's how he eats. That's, that's them. They are a perpetual parasitic race. They only subsist and exist on the extinguishing and the submission of other people, other races, because they are perpetually xenophobic, because they spent their initial habitation and incubation in harsh, harsh conditions that basically turn them into perpetual xenophobic savages. But they try to hard hide it through a form of civilized barbarity. Okay? So you can't so you can't rape somebody, but if you see this, so you can't, this man should not rape your child. But if this man rapes your child and you find him and you kill this man for raping your child, then you could go to jail. That's some bullshit. That's not justice. That says, this is why whenever you see stories about racists and killers and serial killers, they always bigging them up. How many fucking documentaries we gonna see on Ted Bundy? How many documentaries we gonna see on the Nazis? How many documentaries you gonna see about Charles Manson or any one of these damn serial killers? Why are you niggas so so caught up and so thing? How many books you done read about Jack the Ripper? How many? Why is it everything that these niggas deal with is so perpetually based on murder that there's nothing divine or divinity uh, about it? You know what I'm saying? So they created a they created a perpetual wave of disunity amongst us by by breeding into our people. You see what I'm saying? And then created a perpetual waste now where they now can always benefit off of us because anything we do, we're gonna go and check with them first. Do you know any other race that do that? Do the Chinese people does China ask America when it wants to go and fucking organ harvest over 250,000 people of its own citizens because they Muslim, cut out their organs, cut out their organs and shit, and then sell them to people in the United States? No, they just do it. You see what I'm saying? Right. The only people in the world that ask permission to do shit is African or melanated people. Everybody else do that. Absolutely. It's because there's no such thing as an African person. When the people in Africa are in Africa, they don't call themselves African. They call themselves Somalian or Sudanese or Congolese or Nigerian or whatever. And most of those African nations were all named by white people when they was leaving. Most of the African nations Upon that, that era, remember, these niggas just got free in the 60s. Think about that shit. That's yeah. not a long time ago. Right. They just got free, and they not, because when they left, all the 64 African nations pay into a trust called the perpetuation, the perpetuation for the continue, the past for the continuation, for the continuation of colonialism. And each one of these African nations, 64 of them, pay about 25 to 35% of their national GDP 
of original people over the past 243 years. Is anybody going to shut France down? No. You know what I'm saying? But France got the nerve to want to ban the hijab. You see? That's why they burning that place to the ground. That shit is about to, it's a shithole. They're about to get rid of France too. It's already started with Britain losing. Britain have left the Brexit. And they, they gangster. These are niggas that set the shit up. <laughs> and they say, you know what? Y'all keep paying for this shit. I'm out. So now, in another 10 years, you're not going to have no England the way that you have it now. And it ain't going to be perpetually Christian. That Christian English shit is dead now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because based upon the migration, they've projected that England is basically going to be uh, 90% Muslim in about five years. Mm. So that's all them white people that's been in there, all of them white Freemasons, all of these niggas that's been fighting the Moors and fighting the Muslims and all that shit or whatever, they're about to see that the wrong. So where do you think all them crackers, the ones that don't die from the extinction, the ones that don't die from the low birth rates, the ones that don't die from the melanoma, where do you think they're going to go? They're going to come over here. Where they been? How their ancestors used to do. That's what I'm saying. When shit got hot over there, they would just come over here. From ancient times, we was doing that. So you don't think they're avoiding, you don't think people from other countries... Because I've been seeing a lot of people with saying, like, you know, they own movements on we need to get back to Africa. So you thinking that it's a lot of people that's um, that's pretty much still um, wanting to come to the United States for um, some sort of freedom? Yeah, I think when, see, the cracker know when he say Africa, he's talking about Earth. When the Moors say Africa, we're really only talking about Libya. Because Africa was named by Moors, by Latin speakers. There are no Latin-speaking tribes in Africa today. So if that's the case, that's like you being a so-called black man, right? And then I say that you're Spanish now, right? Right. You're going to be black until until you're not Spanish. But once I get you to acknowledge something and you accept it, then that becomes the law. That becomes the reality. Right. And so if you if you have a name for your people and you decide to not call your people that, you want to call them what I choose to call them, that means I run you and your people. It's simple. It's simple. Dogs don't name themselves, do they? Cats don't name themselves, do they? Cars don't name themselves, do they? Men do that. Right. You see? So it's really about what you choose to be called. Well, black folks don't put themselves in the position to learn or to establish an idea outside of what somebody else told them they should idea should be. So let me ask you a question. Like the chat right now, you know what I'm saying? They pretty much going crazy in regards to, you know, white, the white reference and, you know, these different um subjects and these different words that's used. Um can you like break down the difference between white, the word white and black for me? If you could start with white. Yes. Okay. The term first of all, the term black, right? Right. Everybody wants to get into being black. Well, I'm black, I'm black. I mean this is black and this. The term black is German. The word black comes from black or black or 
German word. So if you're a black person, you're saying, and you decided, okay, I'm black. I'm saying I'm black. That means that you, again, are using another nation to define yourself. Do you understand? Because you're using German words. So when the Germans was dealing with people with no nationality, meaning those wars who had been denationalized, who had been taken over, or was just straight uh, on some, like, uh, piratism stuff or whatever, they would label them as bleak. As bleak. Because they had no nationality, no flag. You see what I'm saying? Nobody to, 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 to that represented them. They was just out for dolo, for self, for nothing. You see? And those people were seen as brigands. A brigand was somebody with no nation that would just come and rob you. Who that sound like? Right. It sounds like these people. Then if you want to be a, 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 a African, like I said, that is a word developed by the Carthaginians. Of people with a nationality, you and I are ancient Carthaginians, or can be considered ancient Carthaginians, because we are descended from the ancient Moors, from the Moors, and the Moors were descended again from the ancient Carthaginians, the ancient Canaanites, the ancient Moabites, the ancient Egyptians, the ancient Phoenicians. The ancient, you understand what I'm saying? It keeps going back. We don't deal with no modern bullshit. All this modern shit is why everything is messed up. Because everybody got. Because <laughs> everybody got a warped view of themselves because they watching themselves through somebody else. We are all looking at our, our lives through the eyes of a goddamn caveman. And we're wondering why shit look blurry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Because we're constantly using words that he done created to identify ourselves and wonder why we're in this perpetual quagmire. Because this nigga, because this nigga uses words as spells. That's why they call them spelling bees. You understand? You cast a spell on somebody, that's a form of sorcery. Right? The root word of sorcery is what? Source. Right? And so when you outsource or resource or insource something, you are taking the resource for yourself. And we are the greatest resource that this universe has ever seen. And he is, so everything you see this nigga doing to the planet, he done done to us. So because everybody else in the world let this nigga do what he did to us, or we let it happen to ourselves, now it's happening to everybody else in the world. You see what I'm saying? Because China, the Chinese and the blacks and the Africans and the rest of these niggas sat by and basically all benefited off of the destruction of our empire, off of the dissolution and the diaspora of our people, right? And the force absorption of our people into these foreign nationalities that had nothing to do with us. They benefited off of everything. We built up their countries, treat us like second-class citizens and shit, and now what's happening? It's happening to them. Because the Mexicans sat there and watched that shit happen to us because they was fucking still salty. They would kick their ass back in the day. Now it's happening to them. It's good for them. <laughs> you understand? The Jews are still bombing Palestinians. You understand? Right. Are they doing anything to stop that? No, but the Palestinians they bombing is Asiatic. They look just like us. That's what we don't get. The people going through the genocide in West Papua New Guinea, Asiatics look just like us. The Moro people going through the shit in the Philippines, Asiatics going catching hell just like us. The Khoisan, the, the, the original people of Azania, or what we want to call South America, South Africa, they labeled as colored by black people, by the Zulus. 
They all, you know what I'm saying? Black people label these niggas as colored in a black society. Think about that shit. But then they worried about the white farmers, kicking the white farmers out. That's all, that's all smokescreen shit. The real threat to them is the San people, the Khoisan and them people, because them people been there forever, before the Zulus, before the British, before everybody. And these is light-skinned black people that was perpetually light-skinned without the admixture of no white people. So that shatters that myth. You know what I'm saying? Right. A white man to be light skinned. No, that's that's more bullshit. Because those light skinned people that's made with white folk is different than the light skinned people that's made just with black folk. Facts. It's not racism. It's facts. Black women, when you have babies with a white man, there's a there's a, a there's a uh uh what is this thing called? It's a like a pill or something that that you got to take. In order for you not to abort the white man fetus, this is real shit. Look it up. But they won't. They don't even tell black women about it. Hmm. They just say, "Oh, well, you just gotta come in for an OBGYN or some whatever, whatever." And you know, black women, they don't. They don't know. They just go whatever. <laughs> but no, if you want to have this, this your your womb is the womb of creation. So anything that is there to negate creation has to be vetted by it. And if it don't. Hold up to the original snuff, it gets rid of it. Because that's how the body works. Like, if you eat a grape, right? Your body don't digest the grape. No, excuse me. If you eat a raisin, right? Your body don't digest the raisin. Your body is digesting a grape. Which means that your body turns the raisin back into a grape before it eats it. It digests it. Think about that. So you mean to tell me if you are perpetually of one sociological and one uh, physiological identity and then you choose to downgrade that, right, by hooking up with a recessive identity, you can't get mad when these children come out confused and don't feel like that they're full people. Because you perpetuated that. If you are a so-called black man and you are a so-called white woman and y'all both, you believe you black and you believe and she believes she white and she believes her ancestors used to enslave you, you are perpetuating white supremacy. You are. Especially the niggas that was marching with King and all these types of niggas because all them people, you talk all of that stuff, but the integration wasn't to make black people better. That was to get white folks more time on the planet. More time to put their foot in your ass. You see? So again, if black folks is black, but black is a German word. If, Af- if black folks is African, but African is a Latin word, and there's no Latin speakers in Africa, then that's why Africans don't refer to themselves as that. <laughs> so what are African Americans doing? Who are they? What are they saying? What are they returning to when they go back there if they was never from there? See, the ones that's returning, to me, is the ones that's descended from the original ones that came over with the invasion in the late 12th to 13th century with the Portuguese and them trying to take our land. And these are the perpetual slaves that we kicked their ass and put them in what became the, the slave system in the South. So they, again, were traitors. These are these niggas trying to... If niggas tried to invade your house right now, 
Niggas try to break in your house right now. Are you going to make them citizens in your house? Hmm. Hell no. No, no. you're not. You're going to no. kick their ass and kick them out your house. Right. Which is what we tried to do. But then you had half of us that, again, were descended from those that helped kick these people out and keep them away from us. And then had they own and then owned these slaves on their plantation. That's why Harriet Tubman was a slave, but Mr. Tubman was free. Because Mr. Tubman descended from the people who was on the land, and Harriet descended from the niggas that came over here to convert everybody to Christianity on behalf of the Portuguese. I don't even think that that was, I think Rock Araminta, which was, they say was her real name, that was the original wife. And this chick, Harriet, whoever she was, basically just took over, adopted her personality. Because when she left Mr. Tubman, so long as she was with Mr. Tubman, she was free. If she, if any more caught her outside of that, she would be put back to POW because that was the law. That's what we did to these niggas that tried to come and take our house. And so what she did, she became a spy, right, for the foreign black white European who was already establishing a power base out of the East Coast and started to work with them to come into our lands, right, in the South and the West and, and convince those native-born Moors or those slaves, again, the descendants of the ones that was put on there for their hostile, hostility against us 150 years earlier, started to preach to them and told them that they could come and be free with her. And so the more she did this, the more she smuggled these people out, the more props she got, and that's how she became a general. But she was bringing these people out of the frying pan and putting them into the fire. Because once she brought them north, now they became U.S. citizens, and U.S. citizens is what? Surety bonds, slaves, right? Right. And now she can tool, they can get weapons, and now they can go and take the land from the original people that locked them up for trying to take that land. Then once that happened, and they came through, took all of that, now they come up with reconstruction and create a whole new history saying that there was nobody here. So now the history of the former blacks becomes our history. And now we get put on the same level as that. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah, and that's and what people need to they need to realize that. They need to realize yeah, that they worked it out totally. And the blacks and the whites been working hand in hand to make this shit happen. They've been giving us this false doctrine, this false thing. You mean to tell me you know all that it's about okay, you know about King Tut, you know about Ramses, you know about Timbuktu, you know about the Giza Pyramid, you know about the Khufu Pyramid, you know about all that. Okay, what about Picabo Tom? What about um, El Camino? Crickets. What about Montezuma L? Crickets. What about the Mata? What about the Chica Macha? What about the uh, the Panahasua? What what about that? That shit is more connected to you than all of that Egypt shit. Right. But to know about that type of stuff, I'm t- I just mentioned. You know where you gotta go? You gotta go to places like Germany. You gotta go to places like. Uh, England, you gotta go to places like Morocco because that's what they got in all the books. All the statues. They got statues of us as indigenous Moorish Americans over there in Germany to this day. Black as all hell with wool bonnets and tobacco and fences and turbans and all of that. 
That's why in Django, the white guy, Dutch Schultz, right, was from Germany. And when he was in the cave, he was talking to Django, and he realized, oh, shit, the story of Brunhilde and, and, um, and, um, Hans and, and Hans is being played out in front of me. And what did he say? He said, by my honor, I am, I am nobly bound to help you. In the movie, the white man saying that. Was the black people helping him do that? No. No. Because, again, these crackers know. Everybody know. But you and me, they want you to believe that you everything. You could be a slice of bread before you be a more. Before hmm. you claim your real nationality. They would rather you put on a dress. They would rather you uh, uh, turn your penis into a vagina than put a turban on. You understand? So it must be something to the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It must be something to the shit if they willing to get every and anybody else to be everything else but that. But again, these Negroes, they want to be everything else but what they naturally are. Because it's easier to live a life and have somebody tell you what to do. It's easier to put on an apron and, and to wear another man's name on your hat and, and make secret meetings and shit and, and give each other little hand grips and grab each other's balls and shit than to actually sit down and have to stand up for your man, for your, uh, for your nation. It's easier to join the army than set up the revolution. You understand? That's where these niggas is at. They do not want to let this white man go. This W-G-I-H-T white man go. W-I-G-H-T white means, again, a preacher, a phantasm, a perpetual criminal, someone born into perpetual savagery, a ghost, an apparition, something that does not exist. White, W-H-I-T-E, right? That is something pure, something that exists, something reverent, something that deserves respect. All they did was switch the, switch the, 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 the right. And they got a dumb nigga like Dred Scott, who was free. When he left, he went on a trip with his master, Mr. Sanford. He was free. He could have just left. No, he wanted to be a good nigga and show his master that he respected him still. Even though he could have been free and left, he still wanted to be there. What did the master do? Take him to court anyway. Then when he tried to get free, what did the white man say? He said that you said that you were slave out your own mouth. Therefore, you have no rights that I, as a white man, are bound to respect. That's the law. They didn't stay to flip the law on it. And they used that then to eventually set up the, 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 um, the sacking of our our uh, national infrastructure. You got to understand, the first U.S. city to be attacked and bombed from the air was white people doing that to us. The first attack, the first mainland attack on a main in modern era was done by white people doing that to black people because it's our land. This is America belongs to us. The United States is theirs. And because they are perpetually broke, they do everything under color of title. So to have a color of title is different than having a proper title or a lodial title. 
they done took that out of the lexicon. Will you bring up a lodial, go down to the county the property to bring up the word a lodial, they look at you like you crazy. Right. You know the law to the letter. And these crackers will still find a nigga to help work with them against you. And the <laughs> nigga know you right. He know that you right, but he will still uphold the shit that they told him to do. Yeah. So so when you look at somebody like so when you look at somebody like a Jay Z, right? Who creates a a uh a a a movement or whatever they're trying to say or whatever, trying to make this thing. Now this, now all of a sudden this nigga do a lecture. Right? All of a sudden now, this nigga barely talk. Now he out here trying to do lectures, trying to make smart. Trying to look trying to look smart. Can't form one thought without stuttering. Right? Used to deny interviews because he wasn't thoroughly media trained. Now this nigga wants to be a prison activist. Why? Because he wanna put y'all niggas right back in the prison in the in the rap. He wanted to put y'all right back in the trick bag. Why? Because what he's talking about is prison reform. You can't reform these prisons. They're privately owned. Hmm. Facts. You reform stuff Facts. That, belong to somebody else. that belongs to somebody you know, else that has their own corporate structure. I ain't lying. I'm just talking about how people will sit there at the feet of a liar and just suck it up because they like reasonable doubt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Niggas, you don't got to do nothing to oppress niggas. You just got to have a little bit of money. And these niggas will, will, will soft shoe you into whatever. They'll justify whatever. Well, yeah, he broke the NFL thing, but he playing chess, not checkers. Any nigga that say that, sell out.
German term? <laughs> Under a German term? No, I'm not German. Let me ask so, you a no, question. So, so how does um, like you know, we spoke on MLK earlier, but like, how does um Jesse Jackson fits into all this? Like, what type of propaganda and agenda was you know what I'm saying necessary for what things that he do? All of these sellouts, all of these sellouts to me, all have the same traits. They all joined up with some sort of Freemasonic order. That's what they all got in common. Real talk. And so, to me, that's the tie that that's the cable toe that binds them up. That's the that's the that's the choke around their testicles that turns them into eunuchs. That's that's what it is. They all join up with that shit, and because it's all European based, it's satanic. But what do what do and they so, get out of it? Like, because that's what a lot of people they they might hear like um you know. You, you speak on these um different people and they might say like well what what does they get out of it by selling out their people what, what what's what was their reward money <laughs> money again they get they get to have their debt look a little bit more than you but they more in debt than you because they gotta toe that line they gotta do what these niggas say now you know how much of a slave somebody like Nas is look look at this Nas one of the greatest rappers in the world he got to sit there and support this homosexual little Nas X. So he's a little version of this Nas, right? With a little bit of so-called X throwing us back to the number 10, but also bringing the evoking Malcolm into it. And this nigga's a straight queer. And Nas do a record with this nigga. But see, Nas is the Virgo type nigga who, who get off on people who stress him. That's how him and Jay-Z got cool. Hmm. Like me and Jay Z could have never been cool once you told me that you 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 bone my baby moms and left your condoms on my baby my baby seat. Right. That was it. We'd have never been cool after that. So that's what made me know that that nigga is something wrong with that nigga. He might be a tranny or there might be something else going on with him. Okay. Because no man is gonna sit there and do that. Then after Eva, then after Eva, that was it. Nas won. Jay Z was over. Over, he still is over. So what did Jay Z do? He a Sag, just Sag in the Virgo. So now it's astrology. So now you got to think, damn, what can I do to, to recover from this? I got to make it so this record is never played again. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is this: I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be friend with this nigga because we both still in the lodge, and we gonna get cool. And then it's gonna get to a point now we get so cool that if he do the song, then it would be like, damn, this nigga trying to start beef again, and then I'll look like the hero. Hmm. See what I'm saying? That's not checkers. And Nas, ego-driven ass, he looking at it like, oh yeah, this nigga stressed me. He want to be cool. He know fucking I'm going to do it. It's just money. That's how these niggas are. That's how they think. Any man that will do anything for money cannot be trusted. Listen to these lyrics, what these niggas will say that they'll do to you for money. Think about hmm. it. Listen to them. They talk about raping your mother. They talk about blowing up your car. They talk about shooting you. They talk about stealing from you. Talk about throwing money in your face. You ain't shit. We've been listening to that for the past 20 years. So what? These niggas just rap like that and they don't really think like that? Fuck out of here, man. That's how they all think. So again, this nigga Nas will go and do a record with this with his replacement. This Grammy this year was all about the, 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 the effeminate gay rapper being raised to the height of the mainstream rapper to show the world, look, we fought.
finally got rid of the heterosexual hardcore rap niggas. We got a whole bunch of bitches now. We got Tyler and his little pink shit. We, he's gay. Then we got little Nas. He's gay. Then we got Sway. He's probably gay. And we got him. He's gay. Again, it's not about the gay thing. It's about the fact that gayness, homosexuality, is used as a weapon against black men. Don't give a fuck how supportive a black woman is, a so-called black woman is, for gay rights or this, this or that. You do not want your son being raised like that. And if you do something wrong with you, you bought it. These African nations that, that Trump just banned to America all have one thing in common. They're not fucking with that homosexual shit. Hmm. That's what it is. They are not trying to allow their people to be weaponized into becoming homosexual degenerates. So again, I'm not calling homosexuals degenerates. I'm talking about the weaponized homosexuals that are used to degenerate the natural heterosexuality of melanated people because that's not our culture, Jadena. This bitch ass nigga, this other nigga, Jadena, this nigga that, that walked with the, the human hand puppet, um, Janelle Monet. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, and like trying to justify homosexual in Africa. Wow. Is that what that's what's on his agenda now? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what he just did. He did a whole interview on that. Right wow. after Malik Yoba, right after Malik Yoba came out talking about if you if you uh tank came out talking about a few stuff that dick, you're not gay. This is what they doing to young men. Then right after that, that's when Malik Yoba got outed with that situation. Then right after that, that's when Obama came out with the toxic masculinity shit. There was Steph Curry. Right after that, Steph Curry got emasculated by his female, by his girl. Remember, that shit happened. Then right after that, that's when this shit happened with, um, what's his name? The other homo thing that they came out with. Uh, I just had it. So it's a sequence of events. Because the, the threat to white supremacy is the heterosexual black male with knowledge of himself. One of us with knowledge of ourselves can do away with this entire society and they know it. Right. So what do they do? They get our own people who have been mixed in with foreign people that look like us to hate on us. That's why if you're the one in your family that agrees with the shit that I'm talking about and everybody else in your family ain't, you're the one that descend from the original ones and the other ones is the ones that's descending from the ones that helped put us in a trick bag in the first place. We both have the angels and the demons in our family at the same time. That's why these generational curses be happening to us. That's why at a certain age, your moms just start hating on you. Certain age, your dad just start hating on you. Because you are going against what it is that they have fought for. And they have fought to be slaves. They have fought to be the opposite of what they are. If they are Christian, he's a slave. If he's a Greek, He's a slave. He's a he's a uh, 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 Arab, uh, a red beard dying Muslim. He's most likely a slave because blacks because man. This is an old Moorish quote, and it says, "Man becomes the fool for the divinity he worships." Hmm. And that what has happened. There's enough religion in the world to get everybody to kill each other, but not enough to make them love. So that means religion is another form of white supremacy. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. All of it. All of it is white supremacy. We, we're supporting white supremacy by having to use the fucking phone. 
to do this interview. Internet, YouTube. So stop acting like, oh, well, you know, I'm better because, you know, I don't, I don't eat meat. <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, uh, I don't do this. Or, or, hey, I'm, I'm better than you because I only, you know, I, I, I don't eat cow. Yeah, but you're wearing a fucking cow. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shakespeare had a quote where he said, me thinks thou dost protest too much. And that's what it is. When these niggas be constantly perpetuating how great they are. It's so great that Jay-Z is doing these lectures at Columbia University. But wait, Columbia, that's the goddess that they all worship, ain't it? That's <laughs> another version. That's the feminine version of Attis, ain't it? So of course he would do something at Columbia University. But that ain't nothing new. I don't lecture that at, at Long Island, uh, uh, University. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just saying that lecturing is not the thing. What I'm, what I'm saying is lecturing is not the thing. What I'm saying is that lecturing was the thing for our community. So because they got to get these, our people to focus more on these people, they got to create a situation to stop our own people from supporting our own lectures and start going to that shit. You see what I'm saying? Right. Because in our lectures, we get shit done. In lectures, you just go sit there and be starstruck. That's all <laughs> it is. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to ask this thing no real questions. Come on, man. Ain't no, ain't no black people in there going to ask this thing no real, real questions. Like, they're not going to do that. Exactly. They, they screen these niggas before they... Thank you, Queen. My Queen said they flag these niggas before they even come to the ring. Unless you're on the list. Yeah. Yeah, they all scanned up, man. All of this is run by the script. That's a scam. That's called a scam. Hmm. It's not like right. Oh yeah. Matter of fact, that's what funny thing he said. I was watching the shit and the nigga said how he still got his street homies calling him from the joint, talking, "Hey, you could do this and that." Ain't no nigga from prison calling Daisy, nigga. No, nobody from J- niggas that know him don't even got his own number. He is not taking no calls from prison. Like, come on. Like, come on. Come on, bro. If that's the case, then why not just buy Marcy? Why not buy the whole shit from the Ingersolls? I know exactly who own it. The Ingersoll, the same niggas that own LG, the Jews. Why don't you go and buy it from them? You so cool with them. No. Just like when they like when they lied and said that he owned the Nets. He owned like 0.01% of that shit. Which means what? He was the face, the soft shoe, the shill. Like most Negroes, that's what they're there to do. He's talking about reforming prisons. I'm talking about abolishing them. What's up with that? Right. I'm talking about if you done legalized marijuana in almost every state in the union, why is it that almost 60% of the niggas still serving time for marijuana is melanated? How is it now that you're going to let the white man make all the money from the marijuana, but the niggas now that it's legal, you still keep them in there? What are you doing about that? Nothing. Nothing. You're just going to open up your own dispensary. Profit. Who's going to buy Jay-Z weed? Come on, man. Profit. Come on, man. I get Cypress Hill weed. Let me me get it from a rapper. I'll leave no smoke. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Let's keep this shit real. It's it's chestnut checkers, man. And we don't have no friends. Our friends is the people that's listening. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the ones that ain't here no more. 
know what I'm saying? The ones that that the, the real the real Panthers to me, Bunchy Carter, Frederick Hampton. You know what I'm saying? That's right. it. Right. Everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Suspect. So like even like Everybody. what when it comes to um let me ask you a question. Like when it comes to celebrity and um you know, celebrity definitely have his influence. You see, like we just spoke about the um, Meek Mill situation with Reform. And, um, you know, you had like a situation in the news about a couple of years ago with the whole Kanika Jenkins situation. And um, like, you know, further going on, a lot more research, a lot more things have came out since then. And what we know, um, a lot of people would say that you know, reason that she was inside of that freeze is because of organ harvesting. And like, even on this episode, you spoke on organ harvesting earlier. Can you um speak on like how, you know, related to Chicago organ f- um, harvesting is? Yes. Unfortunately, it's a uh, eight. Well, they've clocked it up to about $38 billion per year. They just making off of that. But you have to understand that bodies with theomelanin, P-H-E-O melanin, have no value Mm. on the market. Meaning white bodies have no value on the market. Asian bodies have no value on the market. The bodies that do are the ones that have heavy melanin concentrate. They also, the Chinese found when they were... When, okay, back in the 80s, there was a group in China called the Fulong Gong. And the Fulong Gong um, were a group of, of Tai Chi's, basically. And they developed a form of Tai Chi that they would just meet up in the morning. This is all they did. They didn't have no group or nothing. They would just meet up in the morning and they would do Tai Chi. That's all they would do. And eventually, you had thousands of people just waking up in the morning, doing Tai Chi together. Well, the Chinese government, which is communist, which is atheist, which is satanic, right? Mm-hmm. Decided that these people were a threat to the state, and they started to round them up. And they rounded up so many of them that they started to lose money in terms of places to put them. So one general had the bright idea to start organ harvesting them, and then using their organs because they found that the Fulong Gongs, the people who were practicing Fulong Gong, when they would look at their organs, even though they weren't melanated or Chinese, they had a certain uh, chemical balance in it that seemed to be more healthy than the people in China that weren't doing it. And this is why you don't hear about the Fulong Gong no more. Because <laughs> they done basically, so the, so went from the Fulong Gong, they doing that too. Now they started doing that to the Uguru Muslims, because there's a heavy Muslim community in China. So many, in fact, that they got their own temples, they own. Now, these are the old ones descended from the old Moors that was in ancient China. Okay? A lot of them are. And when it came out that this is what the Chinese was doing, it was a big thing in the Muslim world. And so the Chinese went and met King Solomon, right, who is the psychopathic genocidal maniac who's running Saudi Arabia now, who, who um, had his whole family basically arrested 
on behalf of the United States, and he also is a Jew, and he's the one that's working to break Saudi Arabia up into three different parts. And he's the one that just allowed the Jews to come to Mecca. He's also the one that's pioneering and championing the, the Pope's the Pope's initiative to merge Christianity and Islam together into one religion called Chrislam. Okay? And so this guy, Salvis, said, when they brought it up and said, well, the Chinese can do what they want to those Muslims because that's their government and we can't come out and say nothing. So now, this is what, this is why I know I ain't no Muslim. You know what I'm saying? Even though Allah is God and I'm Islamic and a Muslim, this is why the prophet said that we Muslims because he didn't want us to be localized with the rest of this vermin out here posing as sheiks and posing as imams and all that. Because these wild White abs is the same as the ones that you see uh, that's posing as $5 Indians and all of that today. Kaninka Jenkins, now the thing with that is, the research I was doing is that that body that they found was not even Kaninka Jenkins. That that was a sister named Antonia L. Evans. Okay? Mm -hmm. And that was actually her body. And Antonia was buried under, under the Kaninka Jenkins name. Because Kanika is actually walking around here somewhere because she's connected to them people. Look up the, all the human trafficking arrests in a lot of these urban cities. You will see more black people than white people. Because hmm. the prophet said, if you're not... Yes, Ben. Because the prophet said, if you're not... If you're not careful, it'll be your own brother that put you back into slavery. And that's what these niggas are doing. So this organ harvester shit, this has been going on in Crown Heights. They just busted all of these Jews in the Crown Heights area for doing that. They created a... Okay, I thought it was out. They created a perpetual um, organ harvester thing where these Jews is doing that. And a lot of these, these rackets is being run by CIA, Mossad, CIA, Mossad, you know what I'm saying? Um, Pakistani ISS, MI5, or the U.S. clandestine services. That's who controls the organ harvesting thing. And then who provides them cover, right, when they go and do that, is the military. Because the military bases are all over the world, and they're private. So this is where they transfer the children back and forth when they take them. This all, believe it or not, if you notice, all of this stuff started happening after 9-11. Because the human trafficking thing, the right to go into other countries, is in the Patriot Act. It's in the Patriot Act that says that they have the right to go into other countries they suspect is being on some bullshit and taking whatever assets is necessary for the facilitation or for the protection of the greater United States. So if that means that they need to go into this country because they need 54 children to fulfill this ritual for the ninth circle, then they're going to do that. And there's a document, the Patriot Act, that gives them the legal right to make that happen. Because that is also based on an earlier doctrine, called an earlier thing called the Monroe Doctrine, going back to President Monroe. So again, more, this is the world we in. Right. Half our people is down with the fucking slavery. The other half of our people don't believe that it's no slavery. 
Then the other half of our people know what it is, and we just doing shit like this with each other, trying to protect ourselves from everybody else. Because the original man and woman are the only species on the planet that are preyed on by every other race on the planet, including their own. We are the only people that went through a forced occupation and came out as something else. But everybody else that went into their occupation came out what they was. The Chinese invaded Japan. It didn't, after the Chinese left, they were still Japanese. When the Germans invaded, when the, when the United States invaded Germany and left, they were still Germans. And they never say, they never use the word white on white war or white on white crime when they kill each other, do they? But when it come to us, same thing. When the Boers fought the Zulus, right? Apartheid came after that, but the Zulus were still Zulus, wasn't they? Right. When the Boers of America went against Rome in 1492, right? After that conflict by that lasted from 1492 all the way up to 1871, when they came out of it, what was they called? Negro, black, colored, Indian, right? And right. by that time, somebody else was being called Moroccan, right? Yeah. So again, don't let these people think that in order for you to be a Muslim, you need to learn and speak Arabic and all of that. Because your prophet came to you in the language that he was supposed to come. Right. Don't never let no Arab, don't never let no Christian. You understand? The first Christian church in America was founded by Moors in 3 AD in Kasakamakumit Bay by the monastic Moroccan Brotherhood of Moors of Carthage. It's still there. The oldest mosque in the Western Hemisphere is the Alamo, built by the Almohad Moors right there in Texas. So you mean to tell me that the earliest mosque <laughs> was built in Texas, and the earliest Christian church was built in Massachusetts, and they both was built by Moors, and ain't nobody talking about this? No, because you got other niggas taking the credit. And this is the problem, because they've all made oaths and taken agreements and, and agreed to jerk each other off, literally, and have sex with each other, literally, to maintain the secret, to make sure you Moors don't get nothing back. That you are always under the jurisdiction of an African. That your DNA is always predicated on what somebody else's DNA is. We're the only people in the world they do this to. Now let and me. Everybody do it to us. Let me the ask. African, go ahead. No, nah, the Africans, the Spanish, everybody, even the uppity Negro blacks, the ones that's born here, but then feel like they better because they done been to Harvard or Yale. Or now they, you know, now they working for LGBT rights or whatever else. Because that's the thing. Black rights and gay rights, they done merged together. So if you down for black people, you got to be down for gay people. Because I told you that parasites, they graft on anything to you. So now, so now it's more about James Baldwin being gay than him being a great writer. You understand? Right. That's what they do. And you know who's letting them do it? Black folk. Your celebrities, your leaders. Al Sharpton was known. It's, it's, it's a fact. Go online and Google it. You can write and get it from the FBI that he is a compromised informant, that they used him in a drug deal to, to blackmail Giacana, one of them niggas. Right. 
I seen that. It's a known fact that the United States was found guilty and complicit in the assassination of Martin Luther King. That he did not die on the balcony. That back in the, they made it to the hospital room. And in the hospital room, three white master mason, master freemason doctors came in the room. They all hopped up and spit on him and let him die. That's what happened. Right. And again, the United States was known. They have been found guilty in the assassination of him. So you mean to tell me he the only one they hit? Hmm. And you mean to tell me niggas are still talking about being nonviolent? Right. <laughs> you mean to tell me niggas, niggas love everything. Niggas hate everything. Niggas hate everything about slavery except Christianity. <laughs> That's how you know they're crazy. They crazy. And any nigga coming to you, and I'm using the term nigga because that's what, excuse me, maybe I should use the term nakers, right? Y'all let <laughs> the white bitch go with that, right? We nakers now. <laughs> Y'all let her get off with that. So don't come at, Duke. I see the Duke of Tears, oh, he, 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 he hate black people. He don't, know. no. Go at that chick. Go at Rush Limbaugh. Go at these other people because they always quick to come at more. But I'll tell you this, if a more don't know, don't nobody know. Right. Nobody know if a more don't know. Half the information, y'all niggas, the world would still be in the dark ages if it wasn't for us. So how is it that we could bring humanity out of the dark ages, but then we can enslave them at the same time? That's how you know these niggas. That's why they kill them three a week, mom. Let me keep. Let me keep you here real quick. Um, like like now when we talking about the or the organ harvesting with um Kanika Jenkins um. Like far as like Chicago, why would they, you know, be why would they be um targeting a city like Chicago, you know? Because Chicago is where the temple was founded. And that's where the divine and national movement, which is the which is the which is the divine and national movement of the Morrison Temple of America is the Moorish Empire. So the whole empire is consolidated in the divine and national movement. And that was established firmly in Chicago. And when it happened, there was a mayor at the time named Mayor Anton Shermaka, just back in the 20s. But remember, this is in Chicago now when the prophet did. This, the prophet was there when, no, when Al Capone was there, when Prohibition was there. Think about it, Mo. Al Capone was at there at the time. Prohibition was at the time. What you call it was going on. Um, they was just about to get into World War One. Like, this is the Roaring Twenties, okay? The Prophet and the mob of them niggas, they was under the Prophet because, okay, going back to World War One with Turkey and them, right? The Turks and them during the Crimean War was all black. After the Crimean War, which was the first mechanized war in history, modern history, the, the Europeans decided that they needed to break in order for Britain and them to, to really rule, they need to get rid of Turkey. So what they decided to do was supplant the ruler of Turkey the, uh, with what they call the Ataturk. This is now a nigga from Greece, a white man from Greece, that they're going to make Turkish and make him the, the head. And then when he becomes the head, they're going to use him to break up the nation. Okay? So... The Ataturk winds up coming in, and right when he came in, they said, well, we're going to adopt the Fez. So they brought all these Fezes from Morocco and Tunisia between 1881 and 1903. 
And so the feds became the national headdress of this turkey. So the Turks who was in Turkey think that they was going back to the old Osman Moorish Empire. But the Ataturk by the end then abolishes the feds, then abolishes the, the nationalistic aspect of Turkey and brings it into a more European white version of Turkey. Okay? Mm-hmm. And now all of the Moors, the blacks that was running shit, they now get to be redesignated now as Afro-Turks. And their original dialect, the ones that speak it, they get killed off. Then a lot of those escape into Iraq and Iran, and they become part of another group of old Moorish custom called the Kurds, the Kurdish people. These were all Asiatics at one time, too. And they worship a black god. In Egypt, he was called Amun, but the Kurds referred to him as Malik Tosk. He's blue, and he's got peacock feathers with flame in his head. That's another version of Ammon, but he's for this word Malik and Malik is the same word. So Malik Toss is this god they call him the Peacock King. That's why the the Arab Muslims hate the 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 Kurdish people and try to exterminate them because they're more connected to us. Anyway, when the Ataturk did that, the young Turks that was in Turkey, the Turkey at the time rebelled. And so if they saw you with a fence at this time in Turkey, they shoot you. So what the young Turks started doing was wearing the derby. You know what the derby is, right? It's not the top hat. It's like the small. It's like a small top hat that Al Capone and them would wear. Come mm. out the little short hats, not the big ones, but the short round. They got a round top and they're kind of small. Right. Just uh, type in a derby. Derby. Derby hat. And you'll see what I'm talking about. You've seen them in every mob movie, especially the ones with Capone. These hats that these mobsters always wear. They're these small little, almost look like. Uh, like little cups, and they got a little that the brim turns up. Anyway, those derbies became the symbol of the Fed. So they got the the round on it is the symbol of of that Fed, right? So the Fed, the derby became the symbol of the Fed. So everybody that was connected to the old Moors would wear the derby in respect. That's why you see the mobsters, the Sicilian mobsters, wearing the derby. Because to be a Sicilian monster, you got to be a La Familia. They got to trace your lineage all the way back to the first woman that slept with that first, that first white woman that slept with that first Moor. That's what allow you to be made and become a Don in the family. Right. They got to trace it back to the original Moors. Okay. And that's facts. That's why the Italians always want to be Sicilian. You see what I'm saying? So long story short, all of that shit happened. The feds, the, the feds, the, the, they apply the derby logic over here. Now you see all of the descendants, the Italians that's dealing with that or whatever, wearing the derby during that time. So at that time, Anton Shermeka was cool with Al Capone and he was cool with the prophet. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it was only when Capone started ex- extracting money from the Jewish population that the Jews in Chicago at the time, right, started to call in help from the FBI. And that's when he became thing. And that's when they sick Elliot Ness on him and everything else. So at the same time, they trying to neutralize him. They trying to neutralize the prophet. So they tell Anton Schermecker, the mayor of Chicago at the time, look, if you don't, don't let that more file nothing. Anton Schermecker, though, being a Hungarian Jew, knew his position and had allegiance to the prophet. This is a white man. Right. said, no, I can't stop him from doing that and allowed him to file the proper paperwork that reestablished the Vasa state 
and the Morrison Temple of America and the Divine and National Movement and create the perpetual way for us to get back all our shit. Because the Federal Reserve Branch out of Chicago is listed as G. The Masonic branch, the Masonic symbol has a G on it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. When you become a Moor and you correct your nationality, at least up until this year, when you would get your new Social Security back, the number on the back, which is the routing number, starts with a G. Mm. Because that's where the Vasa State Trust was founded at. Right? Right. In old Morocco. Because Illinois was also called what? Southern Egypt. Right? Mm. Because the Mississippi and all that go right up there. Right? Right. Because that's Egypt. So in the middle of the country is where it sits. And that's where the prophet established everything. And that's where everything popped off. So Anton Shemekha, they wound up popping him out here in Florida. Right after he met President Eisenhower. He walked up the stairs and he shook President Eisenhower's hand. And some dude came right up in front of the president and shot this nigga twice in the head. Another dude named Harold Washington tried to come and do more stuff for the Morris Science Temple. They assassinated him in Chicago. Another guy who was with John F. Kennedy, another um, a Moore. This dude's name was Whitney Moore Young. Look him up. Yeah. He used to be with Kennedy and all that. Whitney Moore. He was a Moore. His father was in the temple. Like his and you prefer it to like the, they got the school named after Whitney, Whitney Young. Whitney Moore Young. Yes, yeah. that's him. Yes, they killed him too. Because he was connected to the Moors, and he was trying to put people in, put people on, and they don't want you to know nothing about no You know what's crazy? History. That his school, like I'm from Chicago, and like his school is like, as far as education-wise, like when I was growing up, was like one of the, the top past. schools, yeah, in the whole city of because Chicago. he was down with Kennedy, because he was one of the niggas that helped Kennedy get in, because Kennedy was cool with him through the Irish thing. But remember, the Irish was under the jurisdiction of the Moors, too, remember? Right. Get a book. Get a book, y'all, called How the Irish Became White. Get another book called called uh, Wild Indians, called Wild Frenchmen, called Wild Irishmen and Frenchified Indians. Get these books. Get another book called The End of Iberian Rule in America. Get another book called Diplomatic Relations of the United States and the Barbary Powers. Get another book called Golden Trade of the Moor. Get another book called Othello's Children in the New World. Get another book called The Origins of Humankind by Churchwood. Get another book called The Moors of Spain, Stanley Lane Poole. The Moors After Spain, Stanley Lane Poole. When Nations Gather by Sultan Abdul Latif. 12 Secrets of the Caucus by Hassad Bey. Get these books, man, because these books have been here. I used to have to literally steal these books more hmm. from libraries. I used to, like, niggas would go boosting for clothes. We used to go boosting for books. <laughs> go to college libraries, all types of shit. When these niggas was out clubbing, when everybody was out clubbing and drinking and smoking and trying to fuck bitches and all of that, I'm reading. I'm trying to figure out how to get this stuff straight to the point where I felt like I was literally going crazy. And then I just put all the books down and realized that sometime in order for you to get educated, you got to stop reading. <laughs> you got to stop reading and comprehend what the fuck you're dealing with. Absolutely. And so, and so this is this is what happened. So they they have murdered mayors. 
This is a perpetual secret that's now open. See, when you're not a part of anything, you could be down with everything. So we Moorish Americans, so me, I see more science than everything. I see everybody's a more than me that's until they say they not. And if you say you not, then what you're telling me is that you're, you, you're not somebody that practices love, truth, peace, freedom, justice, or equality. So I don't need to be around you no way. So you're doing me a favor for not being this. Because what you're doing is showing me exactly who you are and by which whom you descend. You understand? Yeah. And how did they say that? How did the Irish become white? Yeah, get that book. How did the Irish become white? Um, by locking you niggas up through the police force. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they. That's how they did it. They found a place to become powerful in the city government, and that city government shit came from the bounty hunter stuff. And I told you where that came from. So all of this is about. Tagging and bagging original men because we are the inheritors of not only this land, but in every land. We are the indigenous men and women of every land mass on the planet. We didn't come out of the Africans. The Africans and everybody came out of us. You understand? Right. I am not African by descent. Excuse me, I'm not African by descent or nativity. That's like my cousins. Just like I'm not European by descent on nativity, but I will have some of that DNA in me. But the European DNA that you see in me ain't coming from no white man. Ain't no white man, no recessive gene can ever supplant a dominant, period. Unless the dominant reduces and makes itself recessive, which is what they've done to the black man and black woman. So keep wearing dresses. Keep sending your son to drag queen. Um, story time hour. Keep sending your children to school where they get their locks cut. Keep sending them to these crackers and everybody else to abuse them and wonder why they come home as slaves. Keep doing that. When all you got to do is what Malcolm and everybody else said, do for self. Stop being an integrationist. Stop acting like you got to take everybody else's consideration in before your own. That's a mob Roman mentality and we are Carthaginians. We are Moors. We got our own language. Proconium alut, tilisum alut laudis. That means all praises due to Allah. And also, confederate americum magnum pax at which means, again, we are the magnificent, we are the magnificent people they refer to as the Moors. And we will always be that. So, you can hate, so y'all niggas can keep hating from the sidelines. We're going to keep working on solution-based material. And y'all can keep going to these lectures from these collaborators and these traders that basically is fattening you up for the camp or whatever else they got for their Negro slaves. The rest of us is going to be here. And when the boots do hit the ground from these foreign troops and we, when we start flying our red mortgage flags from our crib, that's the same red blood of the lamb that you read about in the Bible when the spirit of death was coming and they had to put the blood of the lamb on the joint. Coming on right now. Closing it up. Put the blood of the lamb on the door, like it says in the Bible, and the spirit of death will pass over. That red flag represents the red blood of the Moors. So when you put that red flag up, that's exactly the same instance because we are the ancient Hebrews. We are the original Muslims. We are the original uh, Egyptians. We are that because we're the only ones maintaining the ancient custom today without any European or or uh, foreign influence. Praise Allah. So until then, if anybody want to holler at me, 
hit me up at houseofl at hotmail.com for individual consultations or whatever. Uh, please check me out on YouTube. Uh, you can go to I See the Jupiter's on YouTube. It's masked up on there. If you go to Blog Talk Radio, you can check Super Hey Rue Radio. Uh, you can listen to the classes from the last seven years uh, we did before we stopped the show. Uh, if you hit me up on Facebook, I'm Asir Ali Cordoba, but, you know, they ban me, like, every month, especially when I go in. So I went on, a, on the Epstein thing and the Harvey Weinstein thing. I did a documentary, uh, a DVD called The Breakaway Society, and I talked about how a lot of these Freemasons are actually castrados, meaning that they had their testicles cut. Some of these niggas got testicles and artificial vaginas put in. Well chick from the Harry Weinstein thing proved me right and she said that he actually has a penis and with no testicles. So look that up. Go check that out <laughs> and see what I'm saying. And that's what, and it ain't just him. It's a lot of them. Black ones too. That's walking around with all that shit the same way. And they want to tell you how to be a man or a woman. Because they worship a dirty god named Atchis who will call the Statue of Liberty and that's a castrated transvestite god. So if you down with that, that's the Roman shit you down with, stay away from me. <laughs> stay away from the Moors. You definitely cloud chasing, and we're definitely going to blow you up. Oh, and lastly, please check out CordobaOrganics.com. Anybody that has any type of skin ailment, skin um, splint, or anything like that, it's the only Moorish American, 100% owned, 100% um organic no artificial thing on the market which is why you probably never heard of it <laughs> they rather you work for carol's daughter and put all that mineral and shit that's going to give you cancer <laughs> in a couple of years and again carol's daughter was bought by who jay-z so it all comes full circle <laughs> you know what i'm saying all right absolutely Hey man, we appreciate you, brother, for um tapping in, man. Like I told the people, um, hopefully we can do this on uh, often. Um, uh, we just did it back to back. So we're gonna let y'all, you know, marinate on all this information. We're gonna see if we're gonna Thank tap in know. with the brother in about a month or so and um Sound get back good. to it, man. But um, we definitely Sound appreciate good. you, brother. I appreciate you, brother. Again, thank you again for having me on. Big up to Cosmology Bay, big up to the Sultanate, the Alamanicanos, the Stados. Big up to um, all of the Moors, all of the Asiatics, everybody in the Moors, Mount Temple of America, everybody in the Divine National Movement, all the Moors that are declared, all the Moors that are not declared, all of the ancestors that left, all the ancestors that's coming. We got to support the fighters. Even if the Moors, even if you may not agree with what the Moors doing, big up to any Moors that's putting work in on this cracker, whether right or wrong. All right? It's gone. Sorry, kids. Love. You gotta get going. All right. Look forward to seeing you later. All right. All right, my brother. Salute, bro. Islam. Islam. Yeah, people. So, like I told y'all, man. Remember when I told y'all y'all had to wait a few minutes, man, when we was um getting ready for the uh, episode to come up. As y'all can see, man, that was um a lot of information up, man. Very powerful. Like people were sending the comments. Don't just um take. What he says as the truth, write it down and go do your own research. You know what I mean? That right there help you. Because the thing is what um, someone asked me a question, you know, about this whole Gail King situation and how Gail King. And I just told him it's all about propaganda. It's the same. These the same people that's trying to turn people against the um, black man. But at the end of the day, 
they were saying, so what do we do moving forward? And you know what my quote, my answer was, my answer was, we need to reteach. So in order to reteach, we have to have moments like this. We have to, even though we do a lot of stuff on this channel, man, for sure. Um, but we have to have moments like this in order to reteach, you know, because a lot of this history is painted wrong. Once you start to write this stuff down, like I said, and then you go do your own research, you'll see that some of these things are, uh, if not all of them are very, very true. But we're going to leave that up to you. You know what I mean? But, um, man, we definitely appreciate you, man. Um, all the new subscribers, we definitely appreciate y'all. Everybody who been uh, staying down with us since we, you know, since first got in the game, man, on interview one. You know how the interviews have, um, you know, build up uh, momentum, how the channel is um, doing a lot better. So we definitely appreciate appreciate everyone who, who who stays in tune, man. I don't want to keep you for long. I'm gonna chop out that first 20 minutes. So in about an hour or so, the video will go in and it just go in. So that little that little gap that we had when we first was coming in with the um technical difficulties, we won't have that on the actual episode. Okay, and yeah, you say the likes. We got 58 likes, people. Like, if y'all like this type of content, you feel me? Like, we need 100 likes, man. We need 100 likes. We got 100 people in the building. And I know for a fact we had a few hundred people when came in the building and left out, came in, left out, came in. So if we can do any type of, um, you know, like, I'm not asking for donations. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't know um, the behind-the-scenes works that uh, happens with these different type of interviews. You know, shout out Cosmology Bay. Um, you don't know what type of research that goes on. But at the end of the day, if y'all can just hit that like so that the message you can at least get to, you know, say everyone involved, like meaning that people who need to hear this message, they get the message. That's how they get the message. That's part of the algorithm. You know, if y'all don't know, um, the algorithm means that if people are constantly hitting likes, even if you hit the dislike, you know what I mean? That's cool, too. Just hit something. Comment on this video, you know, and share it, of course. Um that type of stuff helps the message get out, man. I know y'all want this message to get out there, man. Just took the platform to a next level. Salute, man. Salute. Uh, Mo, Mo, salute, Mo, Mo, salute. Right or wrong. Your research. Yep. We woke, we litty in the air, no doubt, man. I appreciate y'all. Like I said, everybody that's subscribing, I appreciate y'all, man. Uh, continue to subscribe, man. Uh, we gonna continue having messages like this. Like I said, we probably won't have, um, um, brother Duke of Tears. I said Duke of Tears back on until maybe a month from now, but um, we probably have someone else in his place. In regards to, you know, saying this knowledge and, you know, getting it out to the general public, man, different things of that nature, man. Because like I said, at the end of the day, I ain't going to lie to you. They got agendas and so do we. <laughs> they got agendas, so so do we. They got agendas, so so do we. Just keep that in mind. You know what I'm talking about? I always remember that when you're coming over here watching Death of the Cloud Chaser. Just know that they got agendas, so do we. Okay? Salute, man power peace salute everybody it offended you man um yeah it's probably some people probably was offended by this episode 
But here's the thing, man. It's a lot of things that's out there that's not for everybody. And all you got to do is just keep on passing. Like, yo, this ain't for me. Let me get up out of here. Because I watch things. Netflix, for example, if I put on Netflix right now and I go to the, the uh, movie section where I like, you know what I'm saying, different crime and drama movies, they got stuff from stuff that from uh, that don't even speak English. You know what I mean? And I'm English speaking person. So at the end of the day, I know, damn, this movie ain't right. Let me get up out of here. So keep that in mind, too, people. Don't let things offend you like that, man. Just get up out of there. You hear me? Salute, man. Peace and blessings.